Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 414 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Fit to Serve and Survive, and our guest is Dr. Jen Stankus. Dr. Jen is an emergency physician, attorney, military veteran, serving as an Airborne Army JAG officer, and a military judge, former law enforcement, and is now a reality TV star. She has competed in American Ninja Warrior, Military Edition, and was a top contestant in Surviving Man, Sessions 1 and 2, and is the host of Surviving Man, The Aftermath. Holy cow. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jen. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I've seen your list of guests, and I have to say that I'm very humbled and honored to be among them and to be with you today. Well, thank you so much for that. And really, we should have like some celebration music come over the screen because I think we've been trying to work our calendars to make this happen for over a year. At least. I was thinking about it today. I think it's been closer to two years. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, we we just, perseverance pays off. That's where we are. And I, that's probably the theme of your life. Holy cow. You have fit three or four lifetimes into one. And I think that's my, like, how, how do you, do you have more than 24 hours? Oh my goodness. It's so true. So it was funny. I was thinking about this, that this morning and um, there's certain things I don't compromise on. I never compromise on sleep. I was the kid who they couldn't find when I got tired because I actually went back to my crib and scaled it and got in <laughs> as they were desperately searching for me. But um, sleep is so important for uh, for the immune system and recovery, and you just can't function well without sleep. So that means I have to fit everything else into <laughs> the rest of the time. And I've just become very efficient. And, uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm always curious and interested and motivated. And so I just, I just keep going. That is amazing. And then to find a life mate, to find a husband, that can come alongside that level of energy and drive and ambition that takes a very special person. So kudos to your husband. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I met, we got married when I was 33 and uh, I wasn't sure that I would ever find the right person. My belief is that it's much better to be alone than to be with the wrong person. Um, because so much of your energy and dedication is is really dedicated to your marriage. And that person will either bring you up or pull you down. 
And so you really have to choose wisely. Mm -hmm. And so when we met, we were both active duty in the military and got out and yeah, he's a, he's a pretty amazing guy and super supportive. He, he is not down with all the physical <laughs> workouts and things that I do. Um, he thinks I'm insane. He, um, in, in fact, on this next, we'll talk about the shows I'm going to do, but this next show that I'm going to do, he's like, you go for it. I'll be behind the camera. So he's going to actually go and help. He has zero interest in doing some of the insane things that I do, but he's incredibly supportive and, and he's no slouch either. I mean, he's very fit and, and all of that, but he's super supportive. Well, that is such a, an awesome thing to be able to find somebody, like I said, especially when it's the female that's so driven and so, you know, involved in a million different things. And uh, Dan and I, you know, we got married when I was 18. So, I mean, I could have chosen really, really wrong, but somehow God worked it out. She did choose wrong. She just straightened me out. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, I vision, you know, like Cheryl and I both are climbing and we keep climbing and nobody pulls on us. And I think that's the key, like what you guys have going on too. Yeah. He may not even have the same interest as you, but he's, he's letting you climb. You know, you guys are both climbing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But well, then I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what, it, it really, it takes a secure person, but it is in my opinion, evil and wrong to not build other people up and push them up. If you're ever finding yourself tearing someone down, you need to stop and look in the mirror and, and figure things out. Oh, that was beautiful. And I've, I've done that before and I, I regret it. Yeah. You know, uh, me. No, well, no, I no. <laughs> even with you is just like, you know, you, traveling i used to be a little weird about her traveling mm, you know i just i just don't feel the world safe enough but it's it's like i i realize that i'm holding her back from what she's doing and she's you know i can't do that anymore yeah, so so there is thing here. yeah yeah so that's wonderful and thank you for sharing that with us and so we've talked we've alluded to these shows that you do and these extreme sports that you do and here's this combination of those two worlds. How the heck did you get involved with something called, and what is something called surviving man? And I see your shirt, it's double N. So <laughs> yes. it's a person's <laughs> last name, right? Right. Yeah. So man is indeed a person. Don Mann is a former SEAL Team 6 guy. Um, he still does work uh, with the government, I think, doing training for people infiltration, exfiltration, seer type training. Um, he's really amazing. He um, He's the guy who did a, a full-length Ironman triathlon and was like, wow, I did that in a day. I wonder if I can do two in one day <laughs> and did. He no. is the, <laughs> he's the inventor of um, like the adventure races and um, he is the best-selling author of 20 books. He just finished his 21st book, I think. He did some sort of a, a show. I, I forget what it's called, but it's this crazy show where um, a group of people go on like across the wilderness, like thousands of miles in a, a canoe through like class five water through, I mean, it's just insane. So mm -hmm. he's, he is really interesting and he is the one we need to survive in these shows <laughs> to give you a little taste. 
<laughs> yeah, that that sounds like nothing that I would ever find myself doing. And yet you like jumped at it, right? As soon as you heard about it, you were like, this is so me. Yeah, you you know, it's funny. It was like American Ninja Warrior. You, you've seen my CV. You know, I don't have a lot of time for television. And um, someone, a colleague of mine, an emergency physician sent me a note and said, have you seen... Um, American Ninja Warrior. And have you seen this woman who was the first one to win like the city finals or finish the city finals? And I was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I looked at it. I was like, wow, how can you not want to do that? So I applied and they picked me up for the military edition. It was super fun. But you know, since I was a little kid, I've always been involved in a million sports. I wanted to go to the Olympics. My parents got divorced right at a crucial time when I needed funding and support, and it wasn't worth it to listen to them fighting about who was going to pay for what. And so um, so I didn't end up doing that, but I was second in the world in BMX, and I've done all sorts of different sports. And so for me, um, having a challenge, like a super high-level challenge, has always been very attractive to me. And so how I found out about Surviving Man was... If you recall, before it became Prairie Fire, the big, huge range yeah. outside yeah. of Las Vegas was called Front Sight for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And Front Sight had the, it was actually a cool concept. They just wanted to train people to be safe in firearms and self-defense. And that was their goal. It wasn't about making money. They wanted to offer free high-level training to as many people as possible and teach people how to be safe and responsible with gun ownership. So we were, uh, we were members out there. And um, I got a no, uh, an email from the owner, just saying, hey, there's this show that's going to be filmed out here at Front Sight. And if you are really fit, and you are feel like you're um, an expert in firearms, and you want to come compete, you should apply. <laughs> so, um, so I applied and and they picked me up and I did, I did pretty well. Apparently you did pretty well <laughs> because uh, front runner in, what did we say? Seasons one and two. And now you're hosting something called the aftermath. I mean, <laughs> I just... yeah, so, so it's really cool. So the surviving man is, is really fun. It's a lot of um, military style exercise challenges and navigation and ropes and climbing and shooting and um, everything that you can imagine. It always involves some sort of a mission. And um, and then Aftermath is kind of the show after the show. And the first season of Aftermath, I was just one of the guests. There were three of us, the three top women ended up being guests. And what we do is we talk about the episode that just happened and sort of behind the scenes. And then we went and we actually went to WAFT, um, where yes. our families train is, is what the acronym means in Florida. We went to WAFT and we did a challenge for each episode. <laughs> and so then, so we did a challenge, whether it was low light training with a flashlight and verbal judo and self-defense or some sort of a shooting challenge or, or something along those lines. And then we went back to the studio and we gave some teasers for the next episode. And in reality, all of this happens in two days. <laughs> so we have a studio, a very long day in the studio where we do before and after all of those shoots. 
And then we have one day on the range or at Waft where we do all of the 10 challenges. So it's literally 10 episodes, a whole season in, in two very long, intense days, which is fun. Wow. I love it. But then the second season, so I was one of two people. So the first season of Surviving Man had 32 contestants. I did very well. I made a strategic error that <laughs> took me out of the very top, but I was you know, by far the top female and still really in the running. And so um, after season one, I was voted MVP. And there's a company called Aggressor Adventures. They do amazing trips all over the world. A lot of live aboard dive trips, but they're also breaking into safaris and other just multi-sport adventures. So something for everyone in the best locations all over the world, five-star service. It's really, and and for a really good price. So they sponsored me to go on this trip to Belize. I happen to be a professional level diver also. I'm certified in cave. I'm a dive master. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Tigger. I'm always hyper. That's my problem. That's why I do all this stuff. Anyway, so they sponsored me to go on this show. And that was part of the part of season two. I was one of two people to be invited back for season two. And then I was invited to actually not just be uh, a guest, but a, the host now of Surviving Man Aftermath. So that's all been very exciting. That's amazing. And yet you are still... Uh, you take hours as a doctor in a hospital, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm an emergency physician and I work at a military installation where I help train resident emergency physicians um, and also students who are coming through want to become emergency physicians. And then sometimes other people just rotating through our department, internal medicine doctors anesthesiologists, those, those types who are just coming through. So um, until I started doing all the reality TV, I was doing that full time. Um, and then also doing some expert legal work. Wow. She has to be two people. I know. It's because <laughs> crazy. you said you do sleep too. Yeah. You and said that's important. Sleep. sleep a lot. Yes. So I have to tell you, I was, um, you know, I was getting ready to, to build your guest page on our website. I always kind of look around, well, what videos, what, what photos, what's available out there to help me get a better sense of, of, you know, what I can share with our audience. And, um, there's this amazing picture of you just surfing. You're just all like, you know, <laughs> and that was the exact same day that like, this was like two weekends ago that I actually surfed. Now, people that are just listening to this, you don't see the air quotes of my fingers. I can't <laughs> say that I surfed without putting air quotes around the word surf because I could, I never did actually stand up. I got to my knees and then I kind of toppled over and <laughs> tried to do it as gracefully as possible because of course my daughter always has a camera running, but, um, holy cow, like even that, uh, it just gives me an appreciation for, uh, how, how fit I can still become maybe someday. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, honestly, like I am a true believer that it's never too late to do anything. I love that. You're an inspiration for me. Uh, and we've been talking about the surviving man, but we haven't told people that it's available on American stories.tv. And I believe all the episodes are there. 
Yeah. So all of the episodes that are out so far are there. Um, so the first episode of season two is out. The second episode airs, I think this weekend, and you can actually go in and sign up for like the premieres of all these shows and kind of watch behind the scenes. And um, they usually do a, a pre-show party with, you know, some of the people who are on it. Elena Cardone um, and Carrie Kasem are on the next episode, which is huge. I don't know if you know Elena Cardone. I don't. Um, I need to, apparently. Yeah, so um, they are the 10X people. So Grant Cardone and Elena Cardone, they're billionaires. They are um, just amazing people. And she actually is an amazing shooter. And Grant was trying to, Grant knew that that was was his future wife. She just didn't know it. <laughs> and so he was trying for literally for like 18 months to try to get her to go out with him. She refused, she would not do it. He found out that she loved shooting. He rented the nicest range in Southern California and a trainer. And he called her up and, he, and left a message because she never answered her phone when he called <laughs> and said, hey, you know, I've rented this range for half a day. I'd love to go shooting with you. Within seconds, she called back. And that was the end of the story. They went they went shooting. Um, and yeah, so she she's pretty cool. She was also oh, an actress yeah. before they met. But they are really all about just bringing other people up, 10xing your life, 10xing your relationship, your business, all of those things. So it's it's worth looking them up to. They're yes. they're pretty amazing, influential people. And then I Carrie, Carrie Kasem is Casey Kasem's daughter. Oh wow. And top forties. Yes, exactly. And she it, she's amazing. She does so much work with elder abuse and has her own radio show. She's done a lot of TV. She's beautiful. She's a great model. Anyway, the two of them, and I love it because it's like two beautiful, but, you know, powerful, influential, wonderful, feminine, but like strong women. Oh, I love it. I definitely will uh, want to reach out to them. They both sound amazing. And I love that story that um, love blossoms on the shooting on range. The, on the range. Totally. It's sexy, isn't it? I mean, it really is. Right. Totally I, is. I mean, that is the ultimate date night right there. No, I go to the and, range and I'm all dirty and stuff when I get done. Exactly. I got it's grease sexy. hanging off. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Um, so and, you and have you ever, have you ever taken someone to the range, even someone who's afraid of guns or anti, have you ever taken someone to the range and had them not walk away with a smile and like, wow, that was always. not expected. That doesn't I'm happen. Always. They always are. We took like 25 people from a company that's never fired a gun before. And we took them to the range and we shot from 22s all the way to machine guns and cannons. And every <laughs> single one of them, which were very, some were very reluctant to even shoot the 22. By the end of the day, they all were shooting everything and they loved it. And um, we were heroes that day. So yeah, yes. Great. Yeah, it was super great. Uh, so you were in Belize, which is a place I have never been, but I've oh, wow. seen amazing pictures. So talk to us about that. Uh, and that's part of the Surviving Man All-Stars. Yes. Yeah. So first of all, Belize is a very interesting country. It's got the very rich Mayan culture, the old ruins. I have to tell you a, a story about that in a second, but it was 
an English colony until about 40 years ago, right? Or, or not long ago. So it is an English speaking country. They still have military base there right outside of Belize city. So, you know, it's colonial architecture. Everyone speaks English, which is, you know, nice <laughs> for most Americans. We're not, I'm not bilingual. I'm embarrassed. It's like one of the few things I'm not, but I'm just not great at languages as much as I want to be, I'm just not. So it's really nice to go somewhere where English is the primary language, but it's a mix of cultures. It's really wonderful. They have, um, yeah, Garuf. Okay. I always get this wrong, but, um, there is a group of people called the Garufians. Okay. They were, they were, um, black slaves, that were being brought over in the Caribbean. There was a huge storm. They crashed in Southern Belize. They escaped and ran up into the mountains and started their own community. And it's this wonderful community. Their, um, their food is like very Caribbean. The music is Caribbean style. And um, they actually have a national celebration for this group. And all of these different ethnic groups, whether the English, the Mayans, the, you know, the, the, um, the South Americans, Central Americans, they all get along wonderfully and celebrate each other's cultures, which is also a really wonderful thing about, about their culture that we could learn a few things about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, Belize is beautiful. We started off on this adventure going 25 miles up a river, a mile deep into the forest to this ancient Mayan ruin that it wasn't, it wasn't just a ruin. It was a whole, it was a huge city. They've done some, um, some mapping of the area. It was like 25 miles by 15 miles of just elaborate, um, elaborate city. And, um, and it's, it's amazing how quickly the world covers up these civilizations that are gone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so some Canadian researcher came and, and opened up this one area that they call Lamini they found the largest pool of mercury that they've ever seen. They think it was for um, maybe reflecting the stars, they're not sure. But there was this area where the uh, the elite lived and it looks out onto this big open plain and, this, and their primary pyramid that is where all the people would gather. And I kid you not, you clap your hands comes back as an echo that much longer later and like 10 times as loud. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I'm like, that's this is a little creepy. Like how did this, ha how could they engineer that? How does that happen? Wow. Um, it was also the place where they got recordings for um, the howler monkeys for Jurassic park. That's actually the T-Rex, <laughs> which is really, kind of, yeah. Cause they're these tiny little things and they make the most obnoxious loud noise. That. Um, that's fantastic yeah so we did that and then we boarded this trip for a week it was a live aboard dive trip and you go out about 40 miles off the coast of belize to all of these different atolls or i don't atolls atolls i don't know how, what you call them but um but you you go way out and one of the things that we saw was the blue hole which was awesome um jacusto's top 10 dives um it, that was great, but it's just a really great adventure. And 
It turns out that Aggressor Adventures is now the main sponsor for Surviving Man All-Stars. So All-Stars is in season two. The president of the company, Bob Sifail, aptly named this Heaven and Hell, which is, I think, what it's going to be. You know, you're on this beautiful yacht, but you're getting destroyed by Don Mann, you know. So I'm super excited about this because it's going to be much more seal like the other ones. One was in the desert at Front Sight. The second season was in the swamps of Georgia near Savannah. And then this one's going to be out on on islands in Belize, lots of open swimming, diving. Um, I'm not sure I'm, I'm allowed to tell you. One of the sponsors, I'm going to tell you anyway, because <laughs> you're going to like this. One of the sponsors is one of these motorized surfboards with a hydrofoil that goes 40 miles an hour and I'm going to get to test it. So I, I, I may not survive just because I, I can't, I can't not go full speed. <laughs> I'm going right. <laughs> it's a motorized surfboard. I want one. Yes. Oh my so, God. So it's with a hydrofoil. So the farther it gets, it's like, it's like an airplane, right? So it hovers above the water. I yeah, can't I've wait. seen videos of those. I've never, I've never done it and I'm super excited to try it. So you're going to so, be standing on a surfboard above the water going 40 miles an hour. Yes. Nothing says Dr. Jen like that. I, want, I just, I it's want perfect. To do that. I want to do that. <laughs> how much, it? how long, how long does it take to drive to Belize? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A while. It, it, a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, <clears throat> update Dan's life insurance. Okay. Just yeah. making, <laughs> yes, exactly. just making a side note. That's all. Uh, speaking of which you must be impossible to insure. I just, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I, I don't know why my husband doesn't have more insurance on me. I think he only has like 25,000. I'm like, you've seen what I do, right? Like, right. you could be rich. <laughs> Seriously, like he needs to get on that, I think. I mean, I'm not wishing anything bad for you, but it's just, Thank you. you know. All right. Um. So Lifeline is another oh. show coming up and you are taking a little bit different role in in that project uh where you are producing correct yeah so just to back up just a little bit sure so season one of surviving man was co-hosted by randy couture the six-time mma world champion um he's also been in the expendables he's you know he's a movie star he's also former military and a big time supporter of our troops does a lot of philanthropic work with that and then the second season was hosted by none other than sheriff lamb <laughs> and we um, love sheriff oh lamb. my gosh he has become such a good friend such a dear friend um he's just he is rock solid he's such a good man so um over the last year, I've really decided that I've wanted to pivot from my work as an expert witness and emergency physician into the entertainment world. And the reason is that I want to have a bigger audience and a bigger impact. Yes, you make an impact one patient at a time, but I really feel like my life has been so blessed with so many different things. So my background is so broad. My experiences are so broad that I feel like I can reach a lot of people. So I've been negotiating with American Stories to produce some new shows. And so I came up with this idea called Lifeline. And originally, I wanted to co-host it with Sheriff Lamb, and he agreed. He was very excited. He's the perfect person for it. But as you know, he is now running for United States Senate, which yeah. 
like kind of know, a full-time like, job right there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and frankly, it's more important. There are a lot of other people who can potentially co-host with me. Um, again, I thought he was perfect, but there, there will be someone else that God brings along that will be also the right choice. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I, I just, all of my energy for Sheriff Lamb is, is towards him winning the Senate seat, yeah. but lifeline. So the concept of lifeline was born from my experience in law enforcement, in the military, my background, feeling very comfortable. <clears throat> I'm a hundred and between 112 and 114 pounds. I'm not a big person, but I, I can, I, my situational awareness is, is outstanding. My training is outstanding. I will survive whatever happens to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want, and I always feel safe. I want other people to feel that way, particularly women, but everyone. And in light of the historic changes that we've seen with violent crime in the United States, mm -hmm. And seeing seeing people's response to that, their fear of it, their um, their changes in in what they do, where they go, how they feel, um, people buying guns for the first time, but not really knowing how to use them, not practicing with them. I just felt like it was time for a show that was entertaining, but also incredibly educational and uplifting for people. And so the concept of the show is that we put people through a common crime scenario, whether it's a carjacking, a home invasion, someone trying to rob you at an ATM, someone getting in an elevator with you, whatever it is, something common that happens, put them through that scenario, things start to go south <laughs> as they mm -hmm. do, especially mm -hmm. if people don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then we stop the stop the scene, go back in time, train them up, and then restart the scene and see how they do. And so, um, you know, lots of opportunities for learning, lots of opportunities for people to um, become motivated to go train on their own and learn on their own. But, but really to show people that you're, I hate the victim mentality. I don't believe it. I believe it's like the downfall of our public schools and everything else. You're not a victim. Right. Okay. You're only a victim if you choose to be a victim. Yes. And that is my strongest belief. Things happen to everyone, but how we respond to that, how we react to that, how we internalize that, that is 100% here. Mm -hmm. Don't let anyone ever tell you it's not mm -hmm. because it is how you respond and react to the world is hundred percent up to you. Mm -hmm. And so I choose to be, <laughs> to be positive and strong and and to take charge of my life and be in control of my life rather than the opposite, which would feel pretty scary and awful. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the basis for the show. I really feel like that's going to be the big impact and lasting impact of my life, I hope. Um, but who knows? Like I'm open. <laughs> lots of things have come along that I was not expecting and you just right. never. It sounds well, great to me because it's like for the unexperienced and the experienced are both going to enjoy watching that because they're going to, everybody's yeah. going to learn from it. Mm -hmm. Well, I watch any movie going, what would I do? Right. <laughs> I'm constantly in that state of, you know, if that was me, what would I do? And um, so now you're going to like put that in real life type scenarios, not like guns that never run out of ammo and, you know, you know, some yeah, and hero swooping in to save the day. So that's and you wonderful. know, it, and it's funny, it's um, the, the whole thing is state of mind and adaptability and flexibility. So like you can train for a scenario, this is what I do, but does anything ever happen that way? It doesn't. And so 
really yeah. you have to um you have to kind of be on your toes on your feet and think as you're going and that's what you have to train people to do it's it's kind of like you know, I, I used to say that we used to learn in in schools critical thinking how to think how right. to think is what's important not not teaching to a test that does not teach people how to learn doesn't teach people how to become adult learners doesn't people teach people how to critically analyze something and think and right. so the same thing is true for how i approach when i you know talk about self defense and situational awareness it's like it's not teaching a technique although those can be important it's teaching a mindset and teaching flexibility and an approach. I like and, that. And if would you apply that to everything in life, you can't lose. Right. Well, Jen, I, I see, you know, um, I think that uh, people that are aware of their surroundings, aware of what's going on, have a better chance of not becoming a victim. Mm -hmm. And I think that this show would really help with that because I'm sure you're going to cover that. Yes, absolutely. So recognizing there's a problem before the problem is there is is the key i mean if you don't recognize a problem until you are hands-on or until there's a gun in your face or you're you are in deep trouble you are way 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 behind the eight ball you should see this coming a mile away right mm -hmm. i i can't tell you how many times that just being aware and letting them know that you're aware of what's going on deterred a problem mm -hmm. i can many times so, so, you know, they're looking for a weak, the, the, the guy that's wanting to do harm is looking for somebody weak, that's not aware of their surroundings and, and pounce on you. And yes. uh, so if, if they think there's going to be any kind of fight or conflict, they're going to go away and go to the next one. We, well, we, may, we may run long, but can I tell you a story? Yes, please. It's like that, that wasn't the case for me. It was really crazy. So my husband and I were driving back from California from my mother-in-law's 101st birthday party. Whoa. And we had our trailer in our truck and we are driving up through the Central Valley, just a little bit south of Corning, if you know where that is. It's right in the Central Valley, incredibly rural. There's like nothing around. It's the truck stop. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I know this is gross. I never eat fast food, but we didn't have any food. <laughs> So I pre-ordered Taco Bell because they I eat a plant-based diet and they make a great bean burrito. So I pre-ordered Taco Bell. And as we're driving up, it was like a two-lane highway and um, like a four-way stop. But you could go this way, about 150 yards down the road was a major truck stop with, you know, the strip mall with all the all the little restaurants and, you know, the regular gas station and then the truck gas station on the other side where we fill up our diesel. And then if you go the other way, there was a very old gas station. And then behind that was the Taco Bell, lots of shrubs, that sort of thing. We got to the that four-way intersection. Normally, you know, it's California, you can't carry. Um, normally, I at least carry like a little flashlight or a knife or something, but it was like, just this last second, oh, the truck stops way over there. I'm just going to jump out, go get the food, and I'll meet you back here. So I jump out of the truck. I walk back to the Taco Bell. It was COVID time. They didn't have the dining room open. So there's a sign that says, go around to the back. I'm on foot. I go around the back. It's like hedges everywhere. There's no one there. There's one car in the parking lot that's the employees. And it's like just tucked back. So I go behind. They're like, oh, we didn't get your order. <laughs> from a half an hour ago, we'll bring it to the front when we're done. 
So I'm like, okay, fine. So I go to the front and I'm just waiting there. The doors are locked. And I see this very muscled, maybe early 20s, race doesn't matter, but this African-American man walking very slowly and deliberately towards the back of the Taco Bell. And I look and I'm like, wow, that's that's a little scary. And he turns, he looks and he sees me, he pivots and he starts slowly walking towards me. Now I know that the game is on. There's This guy is targeting me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I got nothing here. So mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of this, like right in front of the lot. So I got between myself and him and the car. I put the car between us. He saw that I did that and he stopped. He stopped at the at the sidewalk because he knew where I had to go back, right? Mm-hmm. Just at that moment, the lady came to the door. I grabbed my food and I said, I could have gone in there, but I didn't want to be stuck inside this place. You know? right. So I grabbed the food and I said, lock your door. That guy is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started, I tried to keep as much distance as I could. He was still continuing to walk along the sidewalk. I walked over. He started to close that gap. I ran in front of a truck that was coming into that little gas station. And then another car came behind where I could see he couldn't see me. Mm-hmm. So I ran, I ran behind that other truck. I jumped over a ditch and he came running like nose. Yes. So I go running into, um, so I'm trying to go around because I I did have a, I I had self-protection in, you know, where I was going to in our truck. So Mm -hmm. I go behind this, go to go behind the buildings and there's a, there's a fence there. I can't get through. So I go through this little strip mall and I come out the other side and he's standing right there. Oh, for oh. the love of everything. Oh my yeah. gosh. So I'm like, you know what? I, th- the truckers, these are good people. They will help me. They'll see what, so I ran around the truck to find ours and I finally got up there and he disappeared. But in retrospect, when I jumped out of that, that car, there was a minivan and there were looking back there were there were three other guys there I have no idea what they were going to do but if I hadn't noticed him and noticed that that wasn't right and hadn't started taking evasive action and wasn't thinking on my feet constantly I don't know what would have happened and that's and and you may not have anything you may not but you have your brain and you have your awareness and those are the two most important things wow And it's not like he was just panhandling because why is he now stalking you? No, no, he was, yes. Like this is beyond uh, just a casual, uh, hey, I'm going to go ask that lady if she, you know, can buy me a Taco Bell. No, there's something else was going on there. Well, never uttered either. So yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Well, I'm glad you were safe. Yeah, and the shame of it all is that these criminals in California know that Honest, mm. honest, law-abiding citizens are not going to carry a gun. Maybe. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe. Well, but, Maybe. but, you know, I would like to segue into this. So I do a lot of expert witness work and I've done a lot of defense work. So, you know, I'm a former military judge, former law enforcement, emergency physician and, and, and lawyer. And so that has kind of parlayed into doing a lot of expert, excuse me, expert witness work. And, um, and I can tell you that if I had pulled a gun there, um, I would be in jail. Right. He would be in jail. I would be in jail. Right. right. And 
depending on what jurisdiction you're in, um, you may you may even be in the right and you will go to jail. You're at least yeah. going to be arrested. You'll be taken right. in and and God help you. Honestly, right. God help you if the prosecutor is anti-gun, if you're in a liberal place. So, you know, there are a lot of considerations and a lot of, of difficult things to navigate in this world but, that we're living in. But even in a in a, a state like Arizona where you can you you can carry a gun, you still have to think of the mentality that if I pull my gun out, it's because I'm my life is in danger. I'm going to die. And at that point, it wouldn't matter to me if the guns were legal or not. I would I would do it to save my or my family's life, but it would have to be at that point, right? True. But as Dr. Jen is saying, you know, in the movies, the good guy, somehow right. the police show up, magically know exactly who the good guy is and the bad guy. Good guy dusts himself off, walks off into the sunset with his firearm, right? <laughs> completely unmolested by the police. Uh, and that's not the reality in real life. Everybody is going to go to jail and then it'll get sorted out with Maybe. their lawyers. Yeah. Um, that is generally, if I'm not speaking out of, out of my own level of knowledge, what happens in these yeah. situations, whether it's a perfectly um, reasonable and lawful use of self-defense or not, because of the, the patrol officer who pulls up, they they don't they don't know all the relationship of everything and all of that. And so generally I believe that's what right. happens. And they they everybody in jail and sort it out there. Yeah. You know, I always recommend that people have insurance. You know, there's there are different insurance companies, Law Shield, USCCA. Um, um you have to be careful about like some places don't offer one or the other. You need to be sure that where you are, the in insurance will cover you, but it's really inexpensive. They cover all of your legal costs. I can tell you that people who um, have been in these situations, we're talking sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars to try to get your life back. Yes, right. it's true. <clears throat> and you know, our, our last question is we are running a little over time. And I want to kind of move forward and make sure we've covered this. Uh, there's a, a company out there called Berna, and they they make a variety of products. But the one in particular that you've um, kind of been very vocal about supporting, I just wanted to kind of unpack that because, you know, when you're talking about self-defense and whether you're talking about, you know, having a, a lethal method or a non-lethal method. You know, there are a lot of ramifications for that. And then in the aftermath, in the, um, you know, the civil lawsuits that are always going to come and, and the legal ramifications. Um, and so here's this, this thing called a Berna. And I want you to kind of unpack that a little bit for us. Yeah. So the Berna launchers are, when I first heard about this, I was like, what on earth is this? A good friend of ours is a, a former um, military pilot, commercial private pilot, uh, big, huge 2A guy, always concealed carry. He's like, you know what? I am, I'm starting to carry the a Berna. Do you know what it is? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I looked into it and um, have actually been working a lot with um, Luan Pham, who is the marketing and sales director. And they're 
um, their big law enforcement guy, Josh. And, um, and I have really become a true believer in this being a very important part of your self-defense tool set because you, you, I at 114 pounds, never, ever, ever, I don't care who it is. I never want to go hands-on. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be hands-on with a knife. I don't want to be hand-to-hand. I'm at a huge disadvantage. Um, but if you're talking about like not no lethal force, not hands-on and lethal force, there's a huge space in between there mm. of a lot of situations where you need to stop someone, you need to, them to get away from you, but maybe maybe lethal force isn't justified. And I feel like this is a really great um, in-betweener or for people who, for example, have committed a felony and can't carry mm. a firearm or I can't, I, I could have had a burna in California Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could have used a projectile launcher in California in that situation and been legal. So, so, so what is it what exactly? Is it? What is it exactly? Yeah, so, so Berna is a CO2 powered launcher, at least with the handguns, um, that is, it's not considered a handgun under federal law. It's considered a projectile launcher and it shoots either a, a very hard projectile <laughs> And believe me, these things will stop you. Or it can, um, they have pepper balls and they also have CS and pepper balls. And the thing about the CS and pepper balls is that the pepper, the pepper will, um, will instantly get into, so it creates this, it's a powder. And it, when that ball hits you, first of all, the ball hurts like hell and leaves a dent. Um, but, but then it disperses a five or six foot cloud. So you can even miss. So how often do people miss when they use deadly force? You can hit the wall and it's still going to work just as well. In fact, it might work even better. So you get this disbursement of this cloud of, of the pepper will immediately get into your eyes and your nose and, and act quickly. The CS is, will incapacitate someone for 45 minutes, I kid you not. You can't see, you're drooling, your your people are throwing up. They ca- they cannot, they can't function. That one takes a little bit longer to act. So the combination of the CS and the pepper is really great. So I I feel like these are a really great option. Um and again, there's so many times. So Let's say someone, let's say I'm at a gas station. Someone comes up to my car window or my car door and they're trying to open it. I don't see a gun. Right. I'm not like, are you going to be justified in pulling out your gun? Someone's trying to get in the car. This is a huge threat to me. Mm. What happens if they get me out of the car? I have no idea. So I feel like this is a really great in between, um, in between zero to nuclear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. And again, so- for a lot of people who are not able to carry, um, for whatever reason, jurisdiction or felony conviction, or even, um, even a natural, like, unless you're a naturalized citizen, you're mm-hmm. with a green card, you're not allowed to carry. I don't, a lot of people don't know this, but everyone is entitled to self-defense. So I just feel like it's a really great option. Well, I, hearing you say all of that, I have a, a much 
a better idea of what a burner is and and I'm more open to it. When I first saw, I was flipping through a magazine and I, I saw the advertisement for it when it was the little launch the balls uh, with the pepper spray and stuff in it. I just kind of locked on the shape of it. And I thought, you know, we see and it's shaped like a handgun. And we've seen people who are, they're reaching for their cell phone and somebody thinks that they're about to pull a gun and they get shot. And so I'm like, if I'm walking around with this less than lethal, but it looks reasonably to somebody else, like it is a lethal, I'm just thinking I'm bringing a pepper ball to a gunfight and I might end up getting injured uh, because of that misperception. And so that's kind of where I had locked up on, yeah. on that product. And I just kind of blocked it from my mind. I think but... that's, a, those are great thoughts. So first of all, if I'm carrying, um, I'm carrying both. Like mm -hmm. I would never just carry one unless I was in California, for example, where that was my only option. Um, but like, I may have, a, they have a, a carry bag where I will have less lethal and lethal. Um, because, you know, obviously you're not going to, I'm, I'm not bringing a, a less lethal to a gunfight, like deadly force is met with deadly force period. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with you that you have to be careful about <laughs> reaching for things. If you're with law enforcement or, or anything like that, you know, at, whether it's a, a farm or a launcher, doesn't really doesn't really matter someone views a threat and they may respond to that so you never you know like like you had said before you never want to pull a gun unless you are going to use it this right. is not a deterrent this isn't like hey get away from me like wow you you just escalated things in a huge way and from a legal standpoint if you're the one drawing that weapon you are the aggressor mm. and mm -hmm. and you cannot you cannot claim self defense if you are the aggressor and so you have to be super careful about these things. One other thing I want to say is they just made this um, projectile for a 12 gauge shotgun. And unless it's tapered, um, the barrel's tapered, uh, like for, you know, birdshot or whatever, it just a standard 12 gauge shotgun will take these rounds. And all they use is that 309 primer as the, as the launch, as the, you know, instead of the CO2, the cool mm -hmm. thing about this is that there? You don't need ear pro for either of these, by the way, for mm -hmm. the launcher or the shotgun. The shotgun is pretty cool. So one of the things that I use, so so you will always, 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 always be in a much better legal position if you start with less lethal, doesn't work, and you have to go to lethal. You're like, look, I tried, I tried everything I could. So that's another argument for it. Like sure. a home invasion, you don't know if they have a gun or not. First right. thing, first thing I may use is the pepper. Mm -hmm. um, and if they keep coming at me, which would be difficult, but if they kept coming at me or pulled a gun, then I go to lethal. Um, you are just in a much better position. Um, just having tools is good. The other thing I love about these is Berna makes these targets. I don't know if you've seen my Firearms Friday or or the thing that they, but we, my husband and I. Cato each other, meaning like, well, I love it. <laughs> like, Jump we, out at each other. Yeah, exactly. So like you might hear a loud noise and have to, yeah, exactly. Have to come out and there might be a target there and like, bam, I'm going to light them up with my, with, with my shotgun or the burn up and you can reuse these little projectiles. So, you know, it's a really fun way to train scenario training. You don't need ears. 
Um, it, it's just, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's fun. It's safe. It's, yeah. um, and it's a, just a great option in my mind. Well, I am much more open to it now. I really, I want to look into it because, you know, there, there are times when, as you're saying, you know, you really, you don't know for sure that, that lethal is needed. Like with that guy chasing you through the parking lot, you, you don't know if your life was in danger, but you know, you want him to. Yeah. Do you know how you? happy it would have been for me to like? Oh yeah. With, oh yeah. <laughs> with a pepper ball. But <laughs> seriously, he needed that lesson. But yeah. but in all seriousness, so I have an open door to the headquarters at Berna to train there, bring other people to train there anytime. So if you're in Vegas and I happen to be here, I'm here half time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then just, you know, send me a DM on my social media. And, you know, if, if I can do it, we'll head down to the Berna headquarters and check things out and, and shoot some stuff and, and have fun. All right. We'll be looking at your DMs. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> going to take you up on that. Finally, I can I get it. you to go to Vegas. I know. Right. <laughs> I go, I go for shot show. And then every other oh. time he needs to go, I'm kind of like, I, I go know. about twice a month and, <laughs> and I, for work. And she, I try why don't you go with me? I can't. <laughs> Well, I love it here. I do. I'm not into the strip and the gambling. It's just, it's beautiful here. It really is. There's a lot to do here well beyond the strip. That's true. Well, I'll go hang out with Dr. Jen and you. No, you go do the stuff I need to do and I'll (laughs) hang out. out. Right. I got it. I I mean, I I, I do think that makes sense, like for California, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because you never know, right? And I, so. All right. Well, we've got to get on out of here. We could keep talking forever. Yes. I, I've loved this. Thank you so much. And and I am excited that our calendars finally synchronized so we could have this wonderful conversation. And for people who want to follow all of the amazing things that you are doing and surely still have to do, uh, please tell folks how they can follow you. Yeah. So um, Instagram, I'm always in jail on Instagram, but but you can always reach me there. Um, so I am at underscore dr underscore j e n n. So at underscore doctor underscore Jen. And on that site, on that Instagram, it also has like all of my other links to IMDb, to um, to YouTube, Surviving Man. Um, a really fun link to, I was just featured in muscle and fitness magazine, fit to serve, um, a link to that, um, a bunch of really fun links. So you can, yeah, you can link me there, you can DM me there, and then you can, uh, look at all the other links if you're interested. Fantastic. Thank you again so much for, uh, this time and for all you do. God bless. God bless you both as well. And thank you so much for having me on and let's do it again. Definitely. Definitely. We will talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I think I'm tired now. I know. I mean, I was reading her bio and it's like, there's no way one person can do all of that. (laughs) I'm telling you. I just, I love it. I feel energized and inspired just what looking at what she's doing on social media and then to get to connect in this way. And we run, ran into each other. Speaking of shot show, we happened to run into Dr. Jen uh, at, at our favorite breakfast restaurant, and it was because we were we ran into Sheriff Lamb, yeah. Sheriff Mark Lamb, and then 
met his son who I was having uh, come out to the second amendment rally uh, earlier this year. And then Jen sitting there, I was like, Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Um, And she just has such a a vivacious um, spirit. I I absolutely love her. Well, we went ran way over. So we can't Um, talk anymore. Our our next guest uh, for the next show is actually uh, in the wings waiting, but we have to, Thank her for being on the show. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Jen. Thank you to all of our amazing viewers and listeners all across the planet, like wherever Jen goes and there's internet. uh, We have people that are interested in the subject matter experts that we have on this show. Thank you so much for um, giving us your time and then taking these conversations into your sphere of influence so that, you know, these conversations live on past this time. And if you want to go back and watch this video or any of our videos, please go to YouTube or GunStreamer and any place you find videos, but be sure you hit the subscribe and the notification buttons because that tells those platforms that this is valuable information for you. I just noticed that your little snack bag has been sitting in the screen the whole time. Have I had any snacks while you're talking? <laughs> you didn't snack, but your snack bag was in front of the camera. And also that's worth going back and watching the video for right there. And if you want to listen to the audio only version, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on demand tab and binge listen to your hot content, darling. darling. What was I eating? Why don't you show them that snack that I was eating <laughs> that I wasn't eating on the show? So Where do you get you that get from? get these at uh, patriothousehold.com forward slash GFR for gun freedom radio. They are the Simply Fit Peach Praline Nut Cluster. They're really good. They're delicious. Great breakfast treat. Uh, yeah, actually, and and when you shop there and fill your Patriot household, that was a good segue, babe. Uh, it supports the work of the Second Amendment Foundation and the work that we right. do here. So that's patriothousehold.com forward slash GFR. Let me see that. Let me see that bag real quick and because I have something. if you uh, want to listen to the audio only version of this show, did I already do that? I did that. <laughs> Go to our website, Gun Freedom Radio. If you want to see links to all the work that the amazing Dr. Jen does or any of our guests, Go to our guest tab. It's a great resource. It's ever building. And when you spend time there, we don't hate that. All right. Until wait, next time. Wait, simply fit. Take a bite to keep your right. I like it. Okay. Until next time, be good to each other. Did we pray for our nation? Yes. You got me all confused. We pray We pray for our nation, even the bad ones. All of them pray for everybody. Pray for everybody. Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye.